I'm Jennifer Palmer, I'm the host of Online for Authors. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Online for Authors has come under the management of Visibility Pod. Visibility Pod manages the podcast as well as all of the guest and host booking and communication to get the episodes scheduled, up and running, and posted on to various platforms as well as creating all of our wonderful content. I'm currently a visibility strategist with Visibility Pod and offer coaching. Some coaching is offered via live visibility strategy sessions. Take those in and see if working with Visibility Pod, me as a strategist, is a fit for you. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. This is the Online for Authors podcast. Thanks for being here. Welcome to episode 18 with Eddie Rice. Eddie is a professional speechwriter with 10 years of experience in helping business leaders, keynote speakers, TEDx talk presenters, and everyday people enhance the message they tell through great storytelling and structure. He started out as an eighth grade science teacher, but turned his love of rhetoric into a profitable freelance career. He also made the transition from freelancer to fully employed. As a speechwriter, he has worked with CEOs, college presidents and trustees, superintendents and principals, business owners, authors, politicians, organization leaders, nonprofit executive directors, and everyone in between. Public speaking and speechwriting are equalizers. We all want to say just the right words, whether it's small groups or large audiences. We're going to talk to Eddie about a book he has coming out, Toast, Short Speeches, Big Impact. Discover the secret to toasting with confidence and write the perfect speech with this complete no-nonsense guide to toasting. Welcome, Eddie Rice, to the Online for Authors podcast. Thank you. You've been writing speeches for 10 years? Yes, Jen, you got it. I love speech writing. It's just a ton of fun to, to work with other people and to take their thoughts and ideas and put them into words that come alive when they deliver them. I've worked with people to do wedding toasts, keynote speeches, TEDx talks, motivational speeches, you name it, I've probably written it at some point in my life. Oh, it's great to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. What drives you? What inspires you in creating speeches for others? I think it's the joy that I get to see on my clients' faces when we have a complete draft right at the end. It's this kind of feeling, this catharsis of we went through this whole process of brainstorming and of outlining, of drafting, of playfully arguing over one or two lines in the speech. Then we finally have that draft that the person then gives and reports back to me and says, Hey, this speech went incredibly well. Here's the video from the event. I want to show it to you. It's living for those moments that really inspire me and push me to keep going. What got you into speech writing to begin with? It all started back in college. I was a philosophy major, took classes on rhetoric. So we studied Aristotle, we studied Cicero, and we said, what advice are they giving 3,500, 5,000 years ago that's still applicable to this day? And the answer was most of it um, was immediately applicable to the speeches we were still giving today. Public speaking has not changed in the thousands of years since it's been around. I really love taking those courses. And then I was also on the mock trial team. So it's kind of like law and order, but for nerds. And you can <laughs> against other schools in a mock case that you get judged by actual judges on. So you have to do opening statements, closing arguments, you have to argue objections. It really trains you to think on your feet and to respond to what the other people in the room are doing. So I took that love of rhetoric and of public speaking and actually went and 
I was a teacher first. And I decided actually after five years, that was not going to be my path. But I then looked around and said, what could I do? And there were websites back then, very similar to Upwork, like Elance and Odesk and Guru, where people needed speeches written. So I said, I'm going to apply my skills to you know those postings and see what happens. And sure enough, I kind of fell into this niche of speech writing. Wow, what a way to go. Thank you. When I look at being an eighth grade teacher... That's like uh, an eight-hour speech day. <laughs> Never mind an eight-minute speech. You went from adapting an, an, a full-day teaching day <laughs> in front of students to helping people write speeches that were very condensed, very short, very packed with fact, humor, stories, and a lot of times gratitude. What learning curve did you go through um, and what growth have you had basically in the process of changing from one career to the other. Oh, wow. It was a pretty big learning curve, to be honest. As much as I had that background from college and my own experience in Toastmasters, it was still learning how to deal with clients. It wasn't the same as dealing with a student or dealing with a student's parent, even though there were some similarities with dealing with clients. Not that anyone has acted like a 13-year-old. But at the <laughs> same time, you had certain demands placed on you, certain expectations of what the speech would be like. I had to learn client service and how to deliver ahead of time with a draft and how to deliver a draft that somebody wanted to read and could get and understand. One of the things I did was break up my drafts by double spacing them and putting individual phrases on different lines to make it easier to read out loud. Learning those little tricks along the way that really helped me, making customer service one thing that was going to separate me out. That meant getting on the phone with people and talking through their speech with them as many times as needed, delivering a speech early, or just ceding to some of their ideas, even if I didn't agree with them 100%, saying, if that's the way you truly want to go with that line, I'm not going to stop you. It's your speech. Have at it. Go for it. It was really learning customer service, I believe, that really was the big learning curve for me when transitioning from being the teacher to the writer. Do you have a favorite quote? I wish I had like a favorite quote to give. Instead, I like Neil Gaiman's idea of take everything that happens in your life and put it on the compost heap and let it break down into something beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think about that a lot when I'm writing or when I'm trying to tell a story that you're putting all of these things that happen to you in life on your compost heap and eventually with time, they break down and you can use them in your writing. You can use them in your speaking. That's just a, a piece of advice that has always stuck with me. You have a book that's coming out called Toast. Short speeches, big impact. Discover the secret to toasting with confidence and write the perfect speech with this complete no-nonsense guide to toasting. It's your first book, right? It is my first book. It will be for sale on April 18th, a print and ebook version, and very soon an audio version too. It's on pre-order on Amazon. Oh, fantastic. So very much looking forward to the release of your book. I've had the pleasure of reading it myself, and I found it extremely helpful. There are tips there that I can take myself. Definitely a lot of tips there that I can adapt to take the unique qualities inherent in me or a guest and use that to help me on a show. I, I do definitely appreciate that. I'm just getting into the space of guesting with podcasting. It would be a great benefit for guests when they 
are taking a look at maybe the content that they would like to share, thinking about what sets the average person apart, particular quirks might be enduring, those sorts of things. I thought that was very great to have those as just things I can have in the back of my mind to think about when I'm stuck for what to share and incorporate them into podcasting. You do have a way of giving us lots of information in a bite-sized book. So that's great. That's incredible to hear. I just love hearing this early feedback from people. It's, it's just, it warms my heart. Thank you for that. I noticed too that there's the award promotion, birthday anniversary type speeches that you have in your book as well. You've got some wonderful tips around structure as well as what to do to make sure it's not dry. Right. So what are some of the things that you think that as authors or podcasters would be adaptable from speech writing into being a guest or being a host? For both a host and a guest, it starts with brainstorming. Especially if you're a host, you need to brainstorm a lot of questions that you want to ask your interviewees ahead of time and to think through what those answers will be. But also as a guest, you want to do that same process and say, what is this person going to ask me? What stories can I use to tell these answers? How can I get my points across in a succinct way, knowing that each answer is only around maybe 30 seconds to two minutes at the most? On both ends, brainstorming what you're going to ask and what you think you're going to be asked. I use that same process with speech writing when I'm working with people. They give me a lot of ideas that I then have to take and shape into a speech. Right. Which anybody who reads your book will see that there's all kinds of different speeches and you have some techniques in there for teaching us how to adapt to whatever time we're given or adapt to a situation where our time gets cut short. You talk about tough calls and there's a part, look for moments that are teaching lessons for you and ones the audience can use themselves. And I'm sure you had to use that as a teacher, but also on a regular basis with your clients as you were learning how to work with them? Oh, very much so. I think part of it was telling my own story to these clients, and they seemed to resonate with the fact that I was formerly a teacher, that I was taking really tough concepts and breaking them down into easier to understand ideas. That seemed to resonate with them. I found the more that I told my own personal story, the more I connected with the clients that I was working with. That allowed them to be more open as well in telling their stories to me, which ends up creating a much better speech in the end. I remember eighth grade science. Okay, so (laughs) I I get a sense of some of those topics that we were starting to learn were big, like they really did need to be broken down. It's great to see that you've taken the skills that you had and moved them over and grown as a result. Oh, very much so. Time management came into it as well. When you're a teacher, every single moment of your day is scheduled out for you, essentially. You have lunch at a certain time. You have your first period class at a certain time. The kids go home at a certain time. How am I going to spend my day? When am I going to answer emails? When am I going to work on a first draft? When am I going to do marketing? All of those things I had to figure out. Having that rigid structure really helped me. As a freelancer, I had the backbone from teaching to say, hey, this is how I need to structure my day so that I don't get off track. Why write? Why did you decide to write a book? It always felt like I had a book inside of me. It felt like I had a body of knowledge that I wanted to get out 
to other people. It was a little bit selfish in that I took on a full-time job and I don't have as much free time to do speech writing on the side. So I wanted to have a resource that I could give to other people and say, look, I might not be able to take you on as a client right now, but I do have this book, which I can give to you for free or for $3.99 off Amazon. And you can read it and apply the principles inside and do it yourself. So I wanted to have a tool that I could give people that they could write a speech themselves rather than search out me or one of my other writer colleagues to write a speech for them. Okay. And you're finding time to still get on podcasts, even with a full-time job. I am. I've got just um, small amounts of time during the day when I can duck out for lunch and do a podcast or in the evenings or very early in the mornings are times when I'm also available. So I'm loving it. It's a great time. I just love sharing my knowledge and talking with great guests and great hosts. Excellent. So are you hoping to be able to get back into writing speeches full time? Why go from freelancing to a full-time job? I mean, most people go the other way where they want that freedom. I told myself right before I took this job, I want to write for one client. That's really my end goal in life. And I found a company that I love tremendously. I do love working for them. And I find that having one client to write for is a lot easier than writing for multiple clients all at one time. It's fun. But at the same time, um, the stability is there where I can write for one client. I mean, I think anybody self-employed understands the juggle of working for multiple people. Having one client predominantly is definitely easier. Yeah. There's this thing to be said about life simplification too. And depending on where you're at in things, that might be exactly what's needed right now. Totally so agree. It, if you could explain the rule of three, and if you think that the rule of three could also be adapted for podcasting guests and hosts. Sure. It's our brain's proclivity to liking anything when it comes in threes, whether it's a Veni Vidi Vici, uh, I came, I saw, I conquered. Anytime that you can put repetition into a speech where you can bundle it in threes, or you might be repeating a noun, a phrase, um, a sentence three times in a row in a similar way. As long as you have it in bunches of threes, it just sounds better rhythmically. I don't know what the whole like theory is behind it. I just know that it works. For podcast guests, I would tell you when you're trying to break down advice, have three points to give when you're trying to give advice. If you're trying to sum up what you're trying to say, find a phrase that you can repeat three times for the summary for your advice. That's going to just stick with the audience just so much better. It's the rule of three, and it almost always works, um, no matter when it's used or how it's used. Uh, There's a terminology associated with the shape of the triangle that dates back into like all of mankind. Threes, 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 threes everywhere. It happens in flowers. Flower arrangements are more visually pleasing if there's three points or five points or odd number of points, but more triangles. I'm wondering if the three points goes back to the beginning of time. I believe 100%. I think you can find examples of it throughout literature throughout music, throughout plays. Like a three-act play is a very common structure to use. Triangles goes back to ethos, pathos, and logos with Aristotle. It talks about the writing of the speech, the ethics involved in the speech, and then the emotions as well. 
um, is how you can sum up your three goals for any speech for what you need to do to accomplish um, a great speech is making sure that the ethics are right, the emotions are right, and that the words are right as well. That's a huge simplification of it. Aristotle and Cicero were on point with exactly what they were you know, saying to us, whether it's how we divided a speech, the purpose of a speech, or ethos, pathos, and logos, all of it is still applicable today. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. In talking about my book and kind of its biggest takeaway is with Toast, what you want to do or any ceremonial speech, any t- anytime that you are there to honor somebody, your Toast has two goals. It's to honor the person and honor the event. And if you can do those two things with your speech, you're going to have a just phenomenal speech in the end. And what I mean by that is when you're honoring the person, you want to tell stories that truly show them in their best light. It's a toast and not a roast. If you can remember that, then you're going to be in really good shape in not embarrassing somebody that doesn't want to be embarrassed, even though Hollywood loves to show us those are the speeches that people quote unquote love. Uh, When in fact, it's much better to go the honoring the person route. Then of course, you want to honor the event itself by giving meaning to that event. Whether it's a wedding where you talk about the meaning of a wedding or the meaning of marriage, an award that you're receiving where you talk about the organization giving it to you or the meaning of that award, you want to make sure that you do balance that out with how you are honoring the person that you're toasting as well. So honor the person, honor the event. If you can do those two things, you're going to have a great speech in the end. I think that overlaps very well with podcasting too. I want to honor you as a guest being on my show. And I know you as a guest want to honor me for having the opportunity to be on the show. Of course, we want to honor the show itself because of the listeners and the content that's going out. We want to be in line with every part of that. You have a way for us to sign up and subscribe to receive a chapter of Toast and get notified about book launches. We have a website for you, ricespeechwriting.com. Yes, I do have a newsletter and I try to email out public speaking tips once a week. I usually do a speech breakdown where I take a speech that I found on the internet and just break it down as to how it works, what makes this speech good, Where could the author have improved? Where in the beginning, middle, and end did this speech shine? What other techniques was this person using? So I love to stay in touch with people. So it's my way of staying in touch with my fans and with people that I've worked with in the past. I've had people on there that have been with me since the very early days, 10 years ago when it all started. So I've got some just diehard fans on there and I would love to have new ones as well. Please go to the website, subscribe, you get a free chapter of the book and then weekly speech writing tips to help you as a public speaker. I don't repurpose the email content. It's just for email subscribers. So that's where they'll get the tips. Okay. They have to be a subscriber to get those. Yes. It's an exclusive. So we definitely want to go over to Eddie's website and sign up for the newsletter. There's tips that go out on a regular basis there and they're exclusive to those that are on the list so you want to make sure that you're getting those you're not going to find those on social media i still do some speech writing on the side any of the services that are on there are ones i either offer or can refer out to i've got a curated list of very good editors ghostwriters and speechwriters. i've just got some amazing people that i work with and for the public speaking coaching, it's pretty easy for us to get on Zoom and do an hour session to run through a speech if you need that done in your life, which would be you know, tons of fun to do. It's, it's not something I do a ton of, 
but it's something that I do enjoy doing as well. If you were to leave us with a particular TED Talk show that you are very fond of, what would it be? Man, this is really good. Let's see here. The ones that I like a lot. Oh man, TED Talk. Susan Cain's quiet presentation about the power of introverts is still one of my favorite ones. I'm an introvert myself and went through some of the same things she was going through. I remember when she was talking about not wanting to participate at summer camp in all of the cheers um, that people were doing. I was the same way where I'm just like, why are we doing this? This is not for me. Talking about the incredible power of introverts, Susan Kane, that TED Talk was one of the best ones out there that truly resonated with me. Thank you very much for sharing that. And thank you very much for your time today. This has been absolutely fantastic. Jennifer, thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To get notifications of new releases, subscribe. You can also like, follow, download, and share. If you've enjoyed this, your friends will too.